So this is going to be about reality. <laughs> I think that, I don't know, I spend a lot of time personally in my own world and in a skewed world, and I think a lot of us do. And so I wanted to speak a little bit about this because it's not necessarily the, I'm not necessarily talking about the vision world that you project, the like 5D world, the what you want to happen. I think I'm more talking about what you're actually feeling and all the I can't, I don't know how um, sort of programming does blanketed over us world. So yeah, it, it's almost like the reality of that is that's what we're feeling and thinking. And I've been just researching a lot and trying to find my own path along, you know, my own path along my own journey and purpose in, in like life. So my own, trying to find my own path along life and what works best for me in using my skills, my gifts, and also not like succumbing to my mind, but doing things that are believable for me, especially in the, hello? Oh, hello, can you hear me? Oh, sorry, breaking up just a little bit. One second. Hello, hello, Shan. Hello, is Shan? Hey, this is Alicia. I'm just giving you a call because your mom Alma wanted me to call you. Did she let you know that I was gonna call? Perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh, okay, yeah, I can call you back in an hour if that works better. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. A little, little break. I have to set up. Gotta stay in control just something I did not like to do for some reason just like taking control of my life taking control of my day conversations with people but this job has been teaching me to be able to do that and I think that's something that I definitely need but not in a domineering way because I could have those energies as well but like 
in just a, I called you for this because someone gave me your number or whatever, your relative gave me your number. So I called you to be able to talk about this. And that's control that I'm, that's something I initiated. That's, I'm in control of the call, but it's sometimes I default back to, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, call me back. And then, you know, no one ever calls you back. So you have to take control and it feels very awkward for me. It's almost like, like scary or just anxiety. No, I'll call you back at five and like mean it. I guess that just makes me feel like, oh my God. (laughs) So that's something really interesting that um, I'm getting to experience with, with this. Looks like I got two messages actually. I don't think so, I don't know. Um, And then, okay, and then, so yeah, back to the, like, like I don't know, I use Tony Hawk as an example, like, well, yeah, so I use Tony Hawk as an example of, you know, for some reason he came to my mind when I thought about this, but you have to, you know, be at the reality of where you are. You have to understand the reality of where you are. You can't, you know, you can't build on tricks if you don't really know the basics or you don't know how to do something really simple. So I think um, with that, it's like, really what what I'm talking about is more so the reality of how you, not necessarily how you feel and that's your reality, but how, you think your reality is. So like you're living one way and you're thinking this way all day. You're, you're slouching, you're living this way. And it's just continuous all day. It just, you just, you just, whether or not you're like consciously deciding, you're still deciding to do it. Even if you don't know anything different, you're still deciding to do it. So that's something that I've been struggling with because I'm not deciding to be miserable, but if miserable is all you know, and you're miserable all day, are you or are you not deciding to think miserable thoughts? But that's all you know. Even if all you know is that, all I know is this room. And I, I grew up in this room, I eat in this room, I do everything in this room. And you never leave. You don't, you know, that doesn't mean the outside world doesn't exist. So it doesn't mean that other, other ways of being don't exist just because you're in this reality. So I think that's where the openness comes in and like faith and, and all that. And I think that's how faith or like, just like trust, I like to use the word trust in something or trust in yourself a little light in yourself comes from i think that's a it's almost like a a gateway that opens up um for that to to kind of come in when you realize 
we have to be open to like new ways of being. If you see someone being happy and you're miserable, there's a different reality going on than yours. And you, you have no choice but to be like, it's different than mine. And, and just understanding that it's different than yours, meaning that there's a, more things that you can introduce in your life that are different that you're doing. So basically what I'm saying is it was a really huge struggle for me to actually decide to be successful and decide to be happy, decide to like do the things that I want to do, regardless of, you know, anything else going on in my body and my mind outside of me. So that's something I wanted to touch on. And then the reality of where you are right now and where you, you know, if you don't understand where you are right now and you don't, like you can have a vision for the future, but if you don't actually realistically know where you are right now and more internally, then you really don't, you're just gonna be lost like the whole time, even on the way to the vision. Cause you're kind of over here and the vision is like just, just a timeline right here. But if you're all on the other side, like if you're just out here, on, not on the path, just out here, totally different reality. And keep looking at that. I want that, I'm gonna create that, I'm gonna be that. So then maybe sometimes you get on there, but most of the time you're over here in your own reality because you think that, you know, this doesn't matter or whatever, but I think it's, it's important for each person to have discernment and that's where all that comes into, into play. Like, am I avoiding my emotions or am I trying to, you know, just think positively or am I avoiding my emotions or, or do I need to think positively and just stop with the negative chatter so that I could actually get to where I want if thoughts create reality. But then if thoughts create reality and emotion ignites that reality and makes it, you know, pulls it closer, like the glue, then maybe sometimes I'm not thinking about the thoughts that I'm thinking and I'm just feeling negative emotions. That's kind of my case. I'm not always aware of like the thoughts. I can't be aware of everything. But for me personally, it's more like, I don't know the thoughts that I'm, I'm, I'm not aware of the thoughts and I don't really do much meditating. I'm trying to get into it more. It's just really hard for me to not, I just love the different things going on in the, the mental body, in the mental realm. I just, I think it's really exciting and a lot of ideas and things bouncing around, but I am getting better at just like connecting with the inner part of me, what I'm here to really do and the vision that's like a solid vision. So what I'm saying is the feelings are created by the thoughts and then you know, you have these negative feelings and you can't just, just shove them down because it's never going to work. That's what I'm learning now. It's just, I'm coming, there's different things coming up in my dreams that, oh, things that I've dealt with in childhood, like, well, my, my last dream has been like, um, and it's something I wouldn't have seen unless I wasn't chasing my dog in the dream. So we have a beagle. She likes to get loose sometimes. And it's usually I take it upon myself to like 
go and find her if she's loose. So she's really good at, she's a hunting dog. So she's really good at just, you know, getting right into the woods, getting on her own trail. And just, it's really, if you don't, if you don't realize she's gone in that moment, she could be lost forever. But I always know when, when she's gone and I could feel her. So anyways, I was in a dream and um, she got loose, but I seen her get loose. So I'm running after her. And this is, this happens in real life, like I'm saying. So I'm running after her and sometimes I'll, I'll dive and try to not hurt her, but just try to grab her collar or just grab her because she's small. She's like the 13 inch beagle from the elbow to the foot. So she's pretty small, but she's very strong and quick and fast, like really quick. So I have to like dive on top of her when she's not looking and she's just running. So I caught up to her, I dove and I missed and, and I just slam on the ground like it's in sand or whatever. And it's just, I could feel it. It was really, really real dream. Like I didn't know I was in a dream and it wasn't like consciously astral traveling, but I, it was a, something that I remembered when I woke up. And then she ran into this barn and uh, my friend, like my childhood friend Juliana was there. And then I guess I got really sad because I didn't know, I thought that I was gonna meet up with her that day or something. And I haven't ever, I don't really ever think about her, but she, we grew up together and for like 12 years, we would, I don't know, I think I hung out with her like every single day. She lived, lived by me. And I think, so I was really sad. She was on the, this, um, like helicopter ready to do like a ride or something and I wasn't invited I was just like what the hell like I thought we were hanging out and um and she went on the ride and I got really sad and I walked away sad and then somehow she was like right next to me and then she said oh oh like why are you talking to me we're not friends anymore and I was like what oh. and then I just like had this terrible feeling I don't know how old I was or anything but this was in the dream and then I was like, oh yeah, like, ah, oh, this is a familiar feeling that I feel. And that whole like dreamscape kind of like made it more real for me. Cause I remember when we were younger, like we just kind of grew apart at one point and I didn't really think I knew what was happening. I just kind of like could feel like she didn't want to be there with me anymore or didn't want to hang out anymore. So but there were, but I could feel there were other people she wanted to be with instead of with me. So, and I think that was symbolized in the dream as well. But that was when I was like 12, but she was like one of my only friends, only like my best friend or something. So then I felt really like hurt. Like it was like, but so then that whole circumstance was like a chord to an earlier, um, moment in my life where like I was like three or four and my dad had left the family at that age like my mom and dad got divorced at that age but he more or less just like he didn't just leave I, I don't remember but I think he just left and he lived like 20 minutes away or something but we didn't see him nearly as much probably like every other weekend or something I don't remember when I was that small but very not not a lot and I think like I was really, you know, attached to him. Like I, like, um, definitely more like a tomboy. So I think I, I really like resonated with, 
I don't know. I don't know. We probably, you know, as a baby, so we probably spent a lot of time together. And then to just have him not be there anymore was very traumatic. But that feeling is the same. So in the dreams, I heard um, somewhere that I think it was Teal Swan, a spiritual teacher, was just talking about how the feelings in a dream are the most important piece that you want to remember the feelings and take note of the feeling because that's what the dream is trying to get your attention to. Everything else is just like a hologram to be able to, to produce this feeling again. And then the feeling is like a, a rope back to the first time that I felt that way. And that is what's lodged in me. And then this feeling is similar. That's coming. It's just, maybe it's the same thing that it's coming up again um, in my adult life right now, 23, in, in my new, in this new business venture. And it's like, um, just a, like a un, complete unworthiness, just like a complete, almost like disgust for myself. And I think it's like, a, I'm not worth, you know, if they could just leave me, then well, I can't be worth that much. Like that sort of inner, ugh. so anyway, I'm bringing this up so that, cause that's something I've been trying to shove. So all of that was, maybe I can simplify that later, but all of that was, so I got to this feeling that I've been trying in my present life to like shove. I don't want to feel that. I don't want to think. Cause I used to think, oh, well the, the feeling was created by thought. So I'll just not feel the feeling. But once the feeling comes up, it's a whole different, it's like it went past, if it went past the thought realm that created the feeling and then you can't, it just doesn't disappear. I think thoughts could be borrowed in things. And I mean, even feelings could be borrowed, but I think for the sake of this example, cause I could feel that this is like deeply rooted with something else that this feeling, I wish I could just give you the feeling, like a little sample. It's a horrible feeling, but just a little sample to, to just show you exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm trying to do this with my hands on the, on the Zoom portion, but for the podcasters, you can't really see that. But just imagine this gross, icky feeling in the middle of your stomach, you know? It doesn't go away. You can smoke cigarettes. Like I used to smoke cigarettes I used to smoke a lot of weed. I would not really drink in excess, but if someone offered me a beer, I would always take it, even if I didn't want it. <laughs> or I would just, like, if it was, like, a drinking night, even if I really didn't feel like drinking, I would anyways, like, just because. And then that would all kind of mask the feeling that I was feeling. And also not only that, but just riding my bike all day, doing activities all day, sports, or go to the skate park or whatever different things just to just to not feel the feeling, which was just shoving it. It's just the same as just like putting away a problem and just shoving it away. And it doesn't go away though. So it, it eventually it feels like it hardens and somehow it just comes up, bubbles up, bubbles up, bubbles up. And then it affects in your waking life. So when you're like sober or off of all those things and you're not doing I mean, I'm sure I probably have some sort of addictions in my mind and with money or whatever, just the addiction of lack, like feeling like I lack it or, or something like that. But I'm talking about the physical addiction. Now I took those away. I don't have a bike. 
I don't have a car now. So I really kind of just stuck around my, not stuck, but it doesn't feel like I'm stuck, but it's just, I, I walk around my apartment complex a lot more and I, I am in my apartment more. I just don't have the things I would normally distract myself from. So it's just coming up more and more and more. And that's why I just feel like I should talk about it just in case someone else is going through a similar thing trying to understand like what it looks like because for me I get lost in the feelings and then I'm like oh I gotta go to work so I will just deal with this later but I really want like almost like a map or or something to be able to to see what's happening because for me when I not like I'll see it when I I'll believe it when I see it not like that but it's just when I have more evidence, I'm, it's like so much easier for me to believe if I have more evidence. And I think we get evidence all the time for our dreams or whatever we wanna create and it's just not collected or it's not remembered. It's not like you can't write it down on a, I mean, I guess you could write it down on a piece of paper, but I want like a visual, like almost like a library of videos of things that happened that I know that I'm on my path so that I could watch that and just be right back in the, in the video again because I love watching videos like YouTube, Oprah, like all the motivational speakers, Tony Robbins and this one guy on YouTube that you know all the people on YouTube that actually record all those influential people talking and then have have the you know key points of everything that they learn so I'm really really into that but I need one for myself like a personal library of things that I realized that helped me, you know, like just little key nuggets and stuff. And I try to do that, you know, every so often. Um, yeah, I just try to try to keep that going. Um, but I forget about things and I don't have like the visual representation. Like if it's a lot, of, I write a lot of things down and I just never look at them. I never want to look at them. I don't want to search through things and look at stuff I wrote down. And I think writing things down and all that it's in words and stuff like that, like seeing them is a little bit archaic. Like it's just not as engaging, not to say anything about books and stuff, but it's just not as engaging, especially for me. Like I love watching videos. I will go right to the video or a movie to get the gist of the whole, you know, to get the lesson of the book instead of reading it. That's just how I am. I will do that every, almost, you know, every single time. I, I don't, I don't even think I read a whole book um, start to finish ever, ever. I just spark noted or I just, I just like never had the, the patience in my mind or whatever. I mean, I obviously could read, but I just would rather the video. So even when people are talking, it's like, I could listen in. I'm, I think I'm more clairaudient. So just listening and seeing someone move and speak and fix their hair and, and stuff like that, just more engaging for me. It's like they're really there with me. So then there's like a blowout. I feel like I have to be like doing something. I don't know, that's weird. Yeah. Why do you feel like I have to like what do I want them to see me doing? You know what I mean? If I want this to go out to the universe in case this helps somebody, or I don't know, I just feel like I'm, me and my girlfriend have been, and have been talking about how we're, hor we feel like 
So the analogy was there's a few people in the world that are hoarding most of the money, like 90, 99% of the money. I think it's 99% of the money are hoarded by 1% of people billions and billions stuff that they'll never spend in their whole lifetime and then there's you know other people starving so that analogy was like well if everything is us how are we hoarding our wealth internal wealth knowledge wisdom from past lives different things that you've acquired your skills how are we doing that and not giving that out how are we doing that as as individual people so not in the same way, it's not money though. It's, it's the wealth of, and knowledge of your soul and your gifts. How are you hoarding those and other people aren't seeing them, you know, personally? So for me, I think just the commentary on things that are happening to me, Sometimes I'll talk and I'll just go into a channel. I have to do it a lot to be able to, not like, I don't know if I'm channeling like a certain being or anything, but I just go into a hypnotic state, not like a, like a state of just, it's not even a rant. It's just like a state that, especially when I'm in person with people and I get really animated and it's like, a, it's, it's like a channel, but, um, that sort of thing I want to share with people because it always lights them up when when they are experiencing that with me and it I mean it lights me up to be able to be the the person to do that I think other channel I, I don't know maybe other channelers can shed some light on what it's like to be the channeler like not necessarily the experience because some people don't remember what they're channeling but what do you personally feel like to be able to bring that information to the world like what does that make you feel like important you know, like, um, significant, what does it make you feel, you know? So I could say that when I do that, it, it does, it makes me like my gifts of, I don't know, like speaking or connecting with people or whatever it is, or I don't know, maybe it's articulating these things that are happening within me. There's a lot of stuff happening within me and I'm just beginning to start articulating the things that are happening and and i think that's just along the lines of what i can see that i'm hoarding and hopefully you know i you know i want to do this so i could develop that ability to to give out the wealth that i have give back the wealth and there's a lot of things in my story in my life i'm only 23 but that i've already learned and that i wish just I, I could have known or I could have been a little bit, um, I don't know, less naive to, but just directed a little more, like just knowing, I don't know, I think just my stories sometimes could help other people in the, in the same position or anything like that, not feel shame for what they're going through or whatever. So I'm just going to continue to do this and see how it works and Hopefully I'm, I'm sharing the depths of my wealth to the universe because that's exactly what I want to do.